Welcome to this edition of This is Design Intelligence, conversations with leadership voices in the built environment. This edition is sponsored by the Tricord Group, leading successful relationship constructs for over 25 years, and Vim, helping the architecture and design disciplines design, deliver, and operate better buildings for a better world. Greetings, I'm Dave Gilmore, and this is Design Intelligence. Well, over the last few weeks, we've had an opportunity to talk to several professionals and leaders from around the world to get their perspective on what's been altered coming out of this COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affected their practices, their everyday life. We asked them to contemplate the following questions. What lessons did you observe and adopt coming through the pandemic regarding the built environment industry, your practice, and your society? What do you predict to be the permanent changes in your region, in your industry, in your practice, and maybe in your life that will be adopted in the post-pandemic world? And thirdly, at Design Intelligence, we hold that equity, healthiness, and the environment are inextricably linked. How do you, as a planner or architect, an engineer or constructor, functionally apply such thinking to the work of the built environment industry moving forward? We recorded these conversations over a period of weeks, and so instead of me being able to have a direct conversation one-on-one -on -one like we usually do, you're going to hear a series of pre-recorded responses to these from these folks. They're rich, they're meaningful. I hope you'll take the time to listen. We had a chance to catch up with Matthew Tribe. Matthew operates out of the Dubai office of Callison RTKL. He serves as the office leader there and as the regional practice group leader for the Middle East. He believes that urban design comes down to analyzing and deeply understanding how people interact and live on a daily basis. And his unique approach to master planning and urban design has resonated with commercial clients and citizens around the globe. I'm glad that you are able to hear what Matthew has to say. Let's listen in. I think this is a, a question that covers both the specifics of our industry, but also everybody's kind of approach to the pandemic. We saw within the Middle East, uh, which is my area of interest, that the strength of relationships really came to bear. And those relationships really came through in terms of the ability to support each other and then to work through what was an extremely vulnerable time for everyone and then come out the other side with a greater understanding and trust and empathy of who we are and how we work. Uh, we also saw a great leap in the adoption of technology and the ability to communicate across many platforms, which perpetuates into 2021. And we expect to accelerate into all forms of communication on various digital platforms to support a more agile and more effective way of delivering our services. I also recognized the strength of all the generations within our business, but within our clients and within the industry at large. And that generational strength really did surprise me and took my breath away in terms of the maturity of approach from every member within our studio and within our client teams to be really empathetic 
and to understand the seriousness of the situation and really focus on what was important at the time. So I think those lessons learned have led us to really appreciate each other more, both within the studio, but within a wider group of clients and the industry at large. And I also found that there was a high degree of openness to collaboration and sharing. So previous competitors who wouldn't even kind of look each other in the eyes if we passed in a room were reaching out to each other to share experiences, share opportunities, share staff, and really look to each other to provide a range of expertise and difference of opinions to deliver on opportunities. And that, again, has perpetuated into 2021. And we see that as only flourishing going forward. We see a change in working practices and a balanced approach to life and work, which was very hard to find in the Middle East pre-pandemic, where we work at 100 plus miles an hour, 24-7 for demanding clients. And we have seen a shift in that attitude to being more considered and appreciative of our commitment to projects. However, there is an understanding that time away from the drawing board and the computer and the tablet has been recognised by the client. We have also seen a major step change or pivot into the appreciation of sustainable design and sustainability and resiliency at large. And I think across the globe, everyone's appreciated the acceleration of different approaches to life and the importance of how we respond now to climate change and climate emergency. We've also seen in the Middle East rapid shifts and pivots away from hydrocarbons towards sustainable modes of energy production, and that will only accelerate. And I think the demands on the the built environment industry to develop more purposeful and more positively impactful design solutions across all the asset classes, across the whole of profession, is going to increase. So the bar has, has been raised and it will be raised even further to achieve a greater level of sustainability in the rapidly emerging developments and cities within the Middle East region. We've also seen the adoption of mass transportation as a more sustainable mode of transport moving away from the private car. Dubai was the first and the forerunner with the Dubai Metro, but we've now seen metros being planned and executed in Saudi Arabia, in Kuwait and further afield. And the adoption of more sustainable kind of mobility choices is something that we're very excited about. And I think finally, there is an appreciation of adaptation and reuse of existing building stock, which is new for the Middle East, particularly in the UAE, where our cities are probably only 40 years old. But we're going into a cycle of renewal and looking at more sustainable developments where mixing uses and creating greater community amenity and livability within the developments rather than single use mega structures is a, a very welcome step change. This is a fascinating question for a region which is incredibly agile and embraces innovative thinking across all forms of working lives and general social activities. We've seen incredible transformations across the region in terms of empowerment of all members of society, driving the equality agenda 
and appreciating the health and happiness of the nations and the, and the cities and its inhabitants is paramount to a quality of life, but also, most importantly, a culture and a society that is open, it's authentic, and it's diverse, and it's accepting. So from it really comes from the leadership of each of the nations within the Middle East that we work within. They are visionary individuals, they're highly educated, and they really want to move the dial when it comes to the, the subject matters. I think the, the wellness and, and the health of the residents, guests and inhabitants of the cities that we design is come to the fore because in the Middle East region, we have very challenging health issues around obesity and diabetes. So there is a commitment to create more active lifestyles and encouraging more healthy living. We actually have a Minister of Happiness in the UAE as a commitment to look at all aspects of uh, the residents' lives to ensure that the government is providing all the services and all the amenities to support uh, society as we move forward rapidly into a post-pandemic world. And from an environmental perspective, I think the region has always been seen as a, a dirty neighbour or, or a polluter. But again, there's been a significant pivot and transformation into supporting and conserving and restoring the natural environments and minimising the impact of humanity on those sensitive environmental ecosystems. So across the board, I see great strides in improving each aspect of equity, healthiness and environment aspects of our lives. So I think from our perspective, working in the Middle East, we're very positive about the future. I think the, the area particularly pertinent to Saudi Arabia going through such a huge transformation, the Transformation 2030 plan, which has been kind of envisioned by the leadership and the crown prince of the kingdom, is driving huge change around technology and the environment to allow the country to pivot away from a predominantly hydrocarbon oil-based economy into a rich, diverse, technology-led economy, which is open, which is actively attracting direct foreign investment and actively encouraging the very young population of Saudi Arabia to be the best they can. Um, and that transformation is the most exciting, I believe, is on the planet. And I'm looking to play a small part in that transformation because I believe it's good for Saudi Arabia and it's absolutely essential for the Middle East region that Saudi Arabia plays a full part in the growth of the region going forward. And just small anecdotes of women driving, the acceptance of different industries, the, the, the ownership of companies by foreign entities, the ability to travel freely within the kingdom, the encouragement of tourism are small but very important steps to that transformation. So again, we're very positive and look forward to the future post-pandemic. Insight Empowered Foresight is a tagline that we've trademarked here at Design Intelligence. I hope you heard both insight and foresight in some of these remarks. Until next time, I'm Dave Gilmore, and this is Design Intelligence. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of This is Design Intelligence. 
sponsored by the Tricord Group and Vim. The producer for This Is Design Intelligence is Laura Spells. Sound engineering by Jared Knabel. This has been a DI Media Group production.